you know, it doesn't matter if you're three, three units, 20 units, 500 units, whatever the case may be, you've got to have a sense of, of being nimble um, and agile because we're in an, an environment that things are changing on a dime. Um, yeah. So I think it's trying to figure out within your organization, within the framework, within the size, you know, how can, how can you, how can you react? And then how can you prepare to react? What's up, Zach Oates here, author, entrepreneur, and customer relationship guru. Welcome to Give an Ovation, growth strategies for restaurants and retailers, where we find industry leaders to share their secrets to grow your business. This podcast is sponsored by Ovation, the actionable guest feedback tool that works on or off premise and is easy, real time, and actually drives revenue. Learn more at OvationUp.com. Welcome to another edition of Give an Ovation. I am joined today by Crafton Bryant, the fourth. And yes, he does get the award right off the bat for the most dapper dressed podcast guest that we have had on Give an Ovation. So right off the bat, way to go, Crafton. So thank you. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Zach. I appreciate you having me on today to, to talk about restaurant marketing. Yeah. So let me tell you guys a little bit about Crafton. Uh, he ran marketing for Metro Diner and Bloom and Brands. He now consults and coaches restaurants focusing on marketing. He's opened over 125 different locations over the last eight years around the country. And uh, really cool. It's not just about the restaurants, but it's about the philanthropy as well. He was the one who started a national uh, charity partnership with the National Pediatric Cancer Foundation um, and raised over $200,000 for them. So Kraft, not only is he a smart guy, Good looking guy, but also he's a nice guy. So Crafton, so glad that you're on here. Um, first of all, tell us, what's keeping you busy nowadays? Yeah, so uh, it, it's been an interesting time. I mean, the age of COVID, everything going on. Um, you know, I've, I've started doing some restaurant coaching, consulting specifically as it relates to marketing. Um, actually, myself and, and a business partner of mine are in the, in the early stages of creating a company that uh, really help small to mid-sized restaurant brands grow, better understand themselves, what they are, what they need to be doing. Um, and, and, and just really how to navigate the complex waters of, of not just the COVID situation, but, you know, uh, really the general marketplace as, as we move forward. Yeah, because it's crazy out there, man. So when you say like a mid-market brand, let's say I've got, you know, I've got three to 20 locations. I'm, you know, I've been hit a little pretty hard by COVID. What types of things should I be asking myself from a marketing perspective to start that journey of rediscovering myself. Yeah, well, you, I think you hit the nail on the head with the size organizations that we're, we're really focused on working with. It's the organizations that don't that, that aren't able to bring on a really strong and aggressive marketing department uh, to help them kind of navigate through these things. So, uh, you know, right now, uh, a lot of what we're focused on is getting getting restaurateurs who have not put a big emphasis on the off-premise business to shift their mindset of like of going from inside the four walls to outside the four walls and, and, and for, for good reason um, Russian tours have been you know a lot of Russian tours have been slow to go and jump on these delivery platforms because of the sheer cost right. um, so what, what, what I focus on is really getting them to think about how they can create the efficiencies within that to still be profitable and then how they can look at other pieces of the business to, to grow uh, off-premise whether it's catering or it's you know it's X Y or Z but also um, what better time for the hospitality industry in general to invest in themselves? Whether you're a, you know, I always talk about the hotels that are out there, right? You've got a low occupancy rate. Use this time to do things that you can never do when you're running an 80, 90, 95% occupancy rate. Use this time to update your rooms. You know, so in the, in the restaurant space, right? Use this time to make sure that inside of your, your four walls, 
is, is exactly where it needs to be and use it for a time to coach and teach, uh, you know, the, the, the team members that you have that are working there um, to, to just be more efficient and better at what they do, whether it's, you know, learning wine knowledge or it's, it's, it's better understanding the menu items. Um, you take advantage of the, of the time that you're able to use these, these, these team members that know your organization, know your brand, get them outside the four walls. Take them on, on, on little mini gorilla blitzes. I mean, there's a lot of things that you could, that, that restaurants, hospitality in general can be doing right now um, to just better build their brand and then to be prepared for the other side of all the craziness that we're going through. I love that. I think that makes a lot of sense because so often we take this time to hunker down, right? A lot of people have, have retracted um, and, and rightfully so in the beginning, to kind of like figure out what the game plan is, but now leverage this opportunity and and help it take you to that next level. I think that's a that's a great that's a great point. It's it's actually been great. I mean, it's been great for me um, in this situation to be able to to watch these 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 businesses that have made the commitment to to do better, to be better, and and, and to, to really understand you know their marketing and, and what they're doing. And um, it's created a unique opportunity. And, and you see a lot of businesses that are hunkering down, but then you also see and again, it's opened up opportunities for me. I've had some, some really great conversations, some good meetings with several different restaurant concepts recently that said, we just got to better be prepared. We've, we've got to be ready for today, but we've also got to be ready for tomorrow. So what does that mean? What does be prepared for tomorrow mean? You know, I, you know we're, we're living in a, an interesting time, right? And I, I think it's a lot about being Right. Like we know that we know that COVID's happening right now, but what's, what's, what's coming next? Is it going to be, is it a recession? So if it's a recession, like, what are you, what are you thinking? How are you thinking forward to your menu pricing, menu structures? I mean, how are you, how are you thinking about, you know, marketing more effectively and more efficiently? Right. I mean, there's, there's all these different things that um, I, I think that restaurateurs, especially again, when you don't have a big, you know, a big collective team to be like kind of pulling that brain power together, they get taught, caught in tunnel vision. Right. And, and, and rightfully so, you ever been in restaurant operations, there's 10,000 things going on at any given oh, time. Yeah. It is hard to get outside of, of looking at, you know, is my food quality? And then you've got, I mean, you just have all these things going on. Um, so it's, it's really coaching and teaching people how to just think a little bit differently, to get outside their box. Um, and, 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 then, and then, you know, owning the social media space. I mean, that, that is really one of the biggest opportunities right now that I've, I've seen a huge breakdown in some smaller brands. Uh, with is, is not is not whether it's social content, it's social reviews, it's understanding that we're we are no longer who we say we are as a brand, we're who the consumers say we are, and and that's such a key point that I I preach and I tell people all the time is that you got to understand you can say and do as much as you want, but at the end of the day, the consumer has a very very loud voice, and that you got to take is, that channel in. I I've never heard it put that way, but that's so true, right? No matter how much we say we are X, if consumers say we are Y, and that's what they're posting on reviews, that's what they're posting on social media, that's their pictures, it's like, that's what, that's what we are. And so if you want to, if you want to uh, embrace that, great, if you wanna fight it, good luck, right? It's like, you, you need to create your, 
but there are tools out there to help you really own that, that dialogue and to help you own that conversation, at least inject yourself into them um, in, in a smart way to own your brand. I like how, I like how you said that. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that, that's such a big thing. And I mean, I, you know, always, when I'm going to sit down for conversations, I always say, now, now put your consumer hat on, right? Yeah. And then are you going to believe that the brand that's tell, talking to you and preaching and saying, we're the best, we're the best, we're the best, or are you going to believe the consumer that goes there and then experiences it and then looks at it, you know, through a different lens. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's important, right? Um, and, and having those tools um, in place to be able to be proactive about everything that's going on in the social space um, is going to save restaurant concepts a absolute insane amount of headache, right? Um, if you can offset the negative reviews before they're going out, you're winning. Um, if, if you're engaging with these people um, and, and letting them know that, hey, your voice is heard, you're winning. And, and that means more to any consumer than any amount of media. And, and don't get me wrong, media has its place, whether it's you know out of home and TV, it's radio, all that kind of stuff. But what means the most to the general consumer is a true, genuine, one-on-one embrace from the managing managing partner the the management team someone affiliated with that specific restaurant that they were at it's key so with that crafting why why has that been so hard in the restaurant space to really to really grasp in your opinion because you know you go you go into other channels you go online and there's there's that like you know intercom right little little thing on the bottom right hand corner of a website you click you chat this one-on-one um, has really been taken to the next level. Why do you think it's taken a while to get into the restaurant space? I think, well, I think it's kind of twofold. I think it's one, I think it's, um, it's, it's blinders. And I think it's a lot, I think it's a lot of times it's, it's the, it's, it's an operator uh, or a team of operations that um, has this negative connotation of, 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 of what these review platforms are all about. Right. And, and, and they don't really truly understand how to make themselves better by taking that information in. Um, and I mean, I, you know, I've seen, you know, I, you know, with the last organization I was with, you know, we, we grew it from 12 to, to, to over 70 locations. I mean, we made big decisions based on the data that was coming in, based on what people were saying, based on our food. I mean, we, we changed entire menus. Um, we changed product lines. I mean, we, we changed our steps of service. Um, we, we tweaked the business model based on what people were saying in these social channels. I mean, that's how important it is. But I think, again, I think why, why, why is the restaurant business slow to adapt? It's because I think it's, I think it's blinders and I think it's, I think they're scared too. I think they think that people are yelling most of the time, but if you look at, if you look at most concepts, if you look at the reviews that are out there for, for even, even just decent concepts, I'm not even talking about top, like top tier, I'm not just decent. There's a lot of really good reviews and a lot of really good feedback that comes in. Uh, as well as as well as negative, but you know you got to engage with both sides of it. Somebody takes the time to, get to 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 give you really positive feedback, you need to engage with them. If somebody gives you negative feedback, you need to you need to under, you need to fix the problems, right? I mean, sometimes it's a server issue, sometimes it's a food quality issue, sometimes it's an experience issue. Um, so there, there's there's just a, a whole lot, um, and it's and it's not an easy world to navigate through. And I, so I think I think it scares a lot of people. Yeah, and, and I think that, you know, going along with that, one of the things with the restaurant space is that because you always had table touches, I feel like a lot of people felt like, hey, we don't, we don't need technology to help us with this one-on-one engagement because we've trained our managers to do table touches. Well, now, well, forget about those table touches, right? That Nobody wants a manager hovering over their table, breathing on their yeah. food, asking them how they're doing. 
Um, and then, and then I think the other thing is that it's hard when it's expensive to, to really have this one-on-one -on -one engagement. And, and that was a lot of what we set out to, to help solve was exactly what you're talking about, right? Was how do you deliver that one-on-one, -on -one, that virtual table touch without the, uh, a huge amount of work. Um, and you could really have technology help you with that, but you can't remove the human element because hospitality, like Danny Meyer says, hospitality is about that uh, dialogue. It's not about the food. It's not about how the food's delivered. Hospitality is how they feel. And if you remove the human element entirely, then all of a sudden, how do they feel? Well, they feel like you're talking about unheard, right? And if you're not being heard as a customer and you have a complaint, then, you know, you, what does it matter how much money you're spending on marketing? Because that's going down the toilet with one bad review, right? Absolutely. And I think, you know, I think operations leadership gets, you know, and, and, and I've been guilty of this myself, is we, we say 100% table visits, 100% table visits. You got to talk to each and every, you know, one of the consumers, you, 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 the guests in your side of your restaurant, you got to talk to them. And I think it's, I think it sets up, there, there's no way that's going to happen in the restaurant space, unfortunately. And I, you know, I, I, I love, I love dining out. My wife and I, we travel all over, all over the country, all over the, you know, all over the world. Um, and a bit, we've been to some incredible restaurants. But even the best of the best, very rarely do you truly get a manager table visit that is actually engaged, that's actually getting feedback, that's where you're actually giving them something of value to go better their business, right? Um, and that's where technology comes into place. If you can, if you can, if you you don't give up the one-on-one -on -one interaction, you don't give up the personality inside the restaurant because when that happens, I stop going out because I go out to feel good. I go out to be embraced, right? Um, and I also love good food, but but for me, it's the experience. But when you when you're able to to softly interject a technology, uh, you know, where you're able to 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 make it a very easy path for constructive criticism or constructive blessings happen, like that 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 changes the game. And if you can increase the amount of feedback that you're getting, you're gonna you're gonna evolve your business. It, again, it doesn't matter if you are a rock star restaurant with incredible food, you're going to get key learnings that make you better. Um, but, but most restaurants aren't in that space. Let's be frank. Right. Yeah. Um, and they, they have area of opportunity and, and, and it shows it's, it just shows consistently. So how, what was, what were some things that you guys did to um, did with your guest feedback? At some um, of so, your brands? Yeah. So what, what we did um, at Metro diner um, is we, you know, we, we looked, well, first of all, um, we challenged our operators uh, to engage with every single review that came in. Mm. Um, and I, I tasked them and I challenged them and I reported on it. And if they didn't do it, they heard from me, right? Is, is like, if someone leaves a review, you, you, you respond and you respond to that person, no, nothing generic, because uh, that, that's, that's huge, right? And it shows that you care as an organization. Um, but then what, what do we do to create, you know, change in the, in the, uh, in the restaurant landscape? I mean, we went through the reviews and, and, and really, um, you know, we, we scraped it, um, you know, with like, you know, technology, but we also read the reviews yeah. and, and took that feedback. And, and we realized we had some uh, shortcomings in, in some of the flavor profiles in several of our dishes. We realized that some of the dishes didn't, you know, it, it, it maybe came out really well, but it, it cooled really quick, right? Like, the, you know, we had comfort foods, we had meatloaf and pot pie and things like that. Um, so we realized that we needed to heat the plates. So, 
you know, it, you know, obviously we went through a process to get there, but we, we got, we brought in heaters for the plates. So we started heating all the plates. It's not something we had done before. Um, we heard a lot that, um, you know, we had very big portions, which is a good thing, but it can almost, you know, there's, there is such thing as too much of a good thing is not a good thing. Yeah. Um, so we realized that there's some, some, some dishes that we could, we could scale back on without affecting the consumer perception of that dish and the size of it. Um, so there, there was just, there was, there was a lot of those things. Um, you know, a big thing for us that we realized is we, we had a model inside, inside the restaurant where you would walk in in the morning um, and it, where it wasn't busy for breakfast and somebody would just tell you to go have a seat, but then they would come back and the, maybe they're there you know, two days later at the peak of lunch and they had a host staff that actually walked and sat you there. And then at dinner, it changed as well. And, and so that kind of threw people off and they're like, what sometimes they're like, they, so they didn't feel it? love when they walked inside the door because they knew that at lunch that, that we had it. So, um, you know, that's where, you know, we had to really work through on, on how do we, how do we make this a better process? So it's more consistent and that, um, that, that people feel the same every time they walk in the door. Now, something that's fascinating to me about all of this crafting is that you're, you're giving all these examples and you come at it from a marketing perspective, right? And the thing I learned from my, uh, my advertising agency days in New York City is that everything communicates. Marketing isn't what you put on social media. Marketing isn't what you pay for on a billboard. Marketing is everything. Marketing Absolutely. is how your bathroom smell. Marketing is how your food is plated. It's all about marketing is how the guests, what their expect, expectations are of coming in and how those expectations are met to come back. And I feel like, I love that you're talking about all of this operation stuff because um, so often in restaurants, it's easy to get very siloed between operations and marketing. And really, you know, they need to be uh, in very close connection because you can't have the one without the other and the other doesn't make a difference without the one. Right. That a hundred, I mean, a hundred percent. Right. I mean, I've, I've always preached and I've always been in, in a, a operations first marketing person, because if you don't have a good relationship with operations, everything breaks down. Um, I, I got to learn that um, really quick in an interaction I had with Johnny Caraba, the, the original founder of Caraba's. Um, I got to listen to him speak. And then I had the, the pleasure of, um, presenting to a group of people right after he did. Um, and he had had some negative experiences with, with, with marketing in his past, not, not me, obviously. Um, and so he had, he had shared some of those experiences. So I got up and, and I got to, to talk a little bit, you know, to him through the presentation to a group of, you know, 75 people or so. Um, and, and, and him and I had some really interesting dialogue about how marketing traditionally had always created a, almost a division between themselves and operations. And, and at that moment, something hit me to say, you know, that, that's not right. If you're not working cohesively and like literally in lockstep, things are breaking down and, and it's communication. Um, it's, it's, it's strategizing for the future. Um, and then, and then how everything comes together inside the four walls of a restaurant is, is that blend of marketing and operations. And, you know, if you, if you don't, if, if the two are not clicking together, there's a big mess. Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, when you look at everything that you do in a restaurant, from the ambiance to the, the paint, to the ingredients, to the menu items, to the visibility of it, to the ads, uh, to the servers, to the training, to the cleanliness, 
everything goes down to the guest experience, right? And that guest experience is, is uh, really based on, on trust, right? Everything is about trust. The, the, I trust that I'm going to have a certain experience when I get there. I trust that if I don't, someone is going to talk to me and make it right. And I trust that I'm going to go back there and have that same experience. Um, but when it's siloed, what you often get is a creative, uh, creative group who's coming up with all the things that consumers want to hear. They show up and they're very disappointed by the operations execution of those things, right? And so it always goes back to your story, is making sure that you own your story so that consumers can know what to trust and who you really are. Uh, absolutely. And I, and, and, and I got to say, I, I love operations. I, I love all the operators that I've worked with uh, in my past because they're the ones that make it happen on a day-to-day -day basis. And it goes back to that 10,000 things that are happening at any given moment inside of the four walls of a restaurant. Um, and, and so, you know, I, I know that they have a lot going on. So it's trying to figure out the, just the, the, the best route that they need to take to, to wrap everything up. And again, it goes back to, you know, your small to mid-sized companies, you know, you know, they're, they're running around, either you got operations trying to do marketing or marketing trying to do operations, or, you know, maybe you don't, maybe you don't have someone leading either one of them. I mean, that happens. Um, yeah. and, and so you end up in these situations where, um, you know, that, that it's just super convoluted. So, um, you, you gotta have, you gotta have leadership that's running in lockstep. You, you've got to have a partnership between marketing and operations. Um, and you gotta have, a, you gotta have a marketing team marketing people, marketing partners, whether it's your agencies or whatever it may be that you're working with, they have got to understand operations. That is number one, because I've worked with, with, with agencies in the past that just, they didn't get operations. So the things that they tried to do, which is ultimately what leads back to that Johnny Crop conversation is it was, it was, it, you know, there was these really good ideas in theory that didn't, didn't pan out real well. Right. Yeah. And so it caused this tension. Um, those are the things that you got to stay away from. Um, and so you've got to have either, you know, a filter between the ideas and operations or, or you've got to have partners in place that understand the cause and effect of, of specific of certain marketing things. Love that. So, Crafted, uh, here are my takeaways. One, use this time to update and level up the employees, the location, and even yourself. Uh, two, react and prepare to react. Really, really uh, consider your off-premise. Um, Three, own your, sp your social space. Uh, you aren't who you say you are. You're who your customers say you are. I think that's that really interesting. Four, make sure that your consumers feel heard and increase that amount of feedback. Uh, and then lastly, markerations, right? It's not marketing. It's not operations. The two need to be in lockstep, whether that be a single person or whether it be people that are working together, whether that be that filter between the two, whatever you need to do, to make sure that you don't have two organizations, but you have one team. Um, so Crafton, how do people find, follow you? Hey, check me out on LinkedIn, Crafton Bryant. Uh, welcome to send me an email uh, to, to create any conversations. It's crafton.bryant at gmail.com. We're gonna have some really exciting news coming out here in the next couple of weeks um, about, about future opportunities and, and, and building, you know, building a brand and, and, and really a ways that we can help restaurant operators and, and marketing teams get better and be better and plan for the future. Um, you know, I, I, I'm going to follow up with what you said and just challenge anybody who's listening right now, use this time to really think about where you want to be tomorrow, but more importantly, where do you want to be down the road? Uh, there's a lot of opportunity. There's, there's really good partners 
you're talking, you know, you're listening to, to, you know, Ovation right now. They've got great products. Um, I mean, just, you know, really think about wh where do you really want to be and, and how are you going to scale your business, whether you're a single one-off location, whether you're a mid-sized chain, whether, whether you're, you know, you've got a thousand units. Evolve, evolve or die. I love that. Consider thy ways, oh man, right? Uh, so, Crafton, today's ovation goes to you, not just for being a rock star and a great dresser and for being the fourth, because how often do you meet someone who is a fourth of anything? Crafton uh, Bryant, the fourth, thank you for joining us today. Appreciate what you're doing to get the good news out there about marketing, operations, teamwork, improvement. Love your message. Love your energy, man. Thanks for joining. Thanks. I appreciate it. Glad you're with us today, and thank you. Thank you to the risk takers, the troublemakers, the crazies who are keeping this world clothed and fed. You're the ones who deserve an ovation. Again, this podcast was sponsored by Ovation. To see how we can help you grow your business, go to OvationUp.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, remember to give someone in your life an ovation today.